This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler. My name is Coach John, and I'm sitting here with Aaron as always. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good. Enjoying the weekend. Excited to be back here in the studio recording another podcast. And I know we got a good topic today that I think is going to help a lot of guys. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it, ladies and gents. Check out what we got today. Today, I want to talk about what do you do when you feel stuck as a pro wrestler. So let me let me kind of break that down and tell you what I mean by that. What happens when you feel like your wheels are just spinning in pro wrestling? It does happen to the best of us. You train, you perform consistently for promotions, the response from fans is great. Whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, you're getting the response that you want. So why is it that you aren't making more waves in the world of pro wrestling? Why do you feel like you're stuck in one place even though you're doing what you think are all the right Things. Today I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how you can maybe get unstuck and further yourself in pro wrestling, maybe step a little beyond your comfort zone. But before we dive into that, I want you to join us on Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. You'll see it red, white, and blue logo. Join us on Facebook and Instagram and stay up to date with everything that we talk about here on the podcast and on social media in general. So let's jump right into it. Are you investing in yourself? It always pays. Your best investment is going to be in yourself, in your personal character. So there's multiple places you can invest in yourself as a pro wrestler. Fitness, right? We talk about fitness a lot. We've talked about it on our episodes about what WWE is looking for in professional wrestlers and new recruits. We've talked about it on here just because it's something that Aaron and I are both passionate about. And we'll continue to talk about it because it is an incredibly important thing. Fitness translates to everything from wrestling to living in real life. You gotta look the part and you gotta be the part. Show muscles and go muscles. We've done episodes that have broke down numerous of the ways you can get those different things from conditioning and strength. And you know how important that is because of how often we talk about it. So are you investing in your fitness? Are you getting in the gym following a dedicated program consistently over a prolonged period of time and getting proper results? Remember, what are we looking for in pro wrestling? world-class athleticism. All right, so what's another thing you can invest in for your own personal self? Your gear, that's right, what you're wearing. A lot of wrestlers are taught how important looking like a professional is, and that doesn't just include your body, it also includes what you wear on your body. There are plenty of professional gear makers out there that can help you design the look that you want to succeed that will fit your character and you should never ever underestimate the importance of appropriate wrestling attire. Okay, now there's multiple places out there, guys. I, I, what I need to do is collect a few of them and maybe a document and just post it in our group because there are multiple ones that I stand by, but there's more as well. And I know you guys probably have some that I haven't heard of. So I'm gonna try to pull up like a, maybe a Google Doc with a list of gear makers, boot makers and stuff that I've used in the past and send those out there to you guys so you have options out there. And I'm not talking about just places that make them, but people that make them and design them, meaning you can get something designed, because not everybody knows exactly, you know, you may, you may know what you kinda want, but you don't know how to express it properly. That's what these gear makers and designers are out there for. They can help you express the thoughts, the, the vision that you have in your mind, even though maybe you're not an artist. 
you know, they can help you achieve that dream. So I'm going to pull together some different um, sources for you guys, and we're going to post that in our private Facebook group. So be sure you are a member of that private Facebook group. All right, moving on down. Speaking ability, right? Promos. So we have an entire episode of this podcast called How to Structure a Pro Wrestling Promo. Go back and listen to that, guys. It's killer stuff. Talking about designing a promo just like you would design a match. A lot of guys don't think about it that way. Beginning, middle, and end. Um, Starting at the end and working backwards. So anyway, your speaking ability. How do you get better at that, though? So pro wrestlers are taught that they need to talk, but I don't think it gets discussed enough how you can improve that skill. So practice is important. I've told you multiple times that doing your promos in front of a mirror while watching and perfecting your facial expressions is beneficial. You wanna see what kind of emotions you're expressing as you say these things, guys. Whatever you're saying, I want people to be able to visualize. I want the people in the fourth row to be able to visualize what you're saying and, and how much passion you have for it just by looking at your facial expressions. So getting in more reps at companies you perform for is very important. Offer to do promos for these companies' social media pages. I've said that so many times now, guys. Everybody's got a social media page, Instagram and Facebook typically, probably a Twitter, probably a TikTok, who knows, and they all need content, content, content. I'm sure these promoters would absolutely love and jump at the opportunity of you saying, hey, can I cut a promo for your company? What's your next show? Who's my next opponent? What topic would you like me to use? Am I a heel or a baby face? Get that, get that information and then just show them what you can do. All right, short, quick, to the point, get a nice promo out there, get your reps in, get their company some more content, win-win right there, guys. Build up your reputation with the promoters themselves. So how about this? How about improv? That's something that I've heard a few old school pro wrestlers in locker rooms mention to me before, and I don't think it gets tossed around enough actually to pro wrestlers. A lot of towns have Improv. They have like improv classes and, and local theater and things of that nature where you can go out there and, and your whole reasoning to be there is to, on the spot, be able to come up with cool things, cool different ideas. It will help push you into a different comfort zone. Let's say you're a, maybe you're a super serious pro wrestler. Maybe you always have been, or maybe, maybe you're not a pro wrestler yet and your idea is, I'm going to be a super serious pro wrestler. All of a sudden, you try out these improv classes because, I don't know, you heard it on a podcast. John told me to go do it. And now you're like, wow, people seem to think that I'm really good at comedy. Like, I'm, I'm actually a funny guy and it comes super naturally to me. Maybe that's the direction you need to lean on when you head into the ring. Maybe you need to be a little more humorous. Maybe you're actually more of a good guy than a bad guy. You never know what you're going to find out. But improv will help you react on the spot to different situations just like you should be able to do in wrestling. And if you spend most of your time as a serious character, boom, unlock some new depth, maybe comedy, maybe drama, maybe that could enhance your performance. All right, what else do we got? Seminars, all right. So guess what? We've got an entire episode called How to Attend a Seminar Like a Pro. So I'm gonna hit a few of the big points. Just because you think you know a lot doesn't mean you don't have something to learn even from someone who has less experience than you. When I was actively wrestling, if there was a seminar near me, I would go, regardless of who was teaching it. One of the last seminars that I went to, um, let's see, uh, it had to be late 2019, there was a guy a few years younger than me, by far, he was really just getting his foot in the door in wrestling, 
He had already been to Japan and Mexico. Right there, I'm like, this guy has something to teach me. There's no doubt in my mind that this guy will have something to teach me. So I joined the seminar. Didn't matter to me at all that this man had less experience than me in pro wrestling as a whole. He had more worldly experience than me, and I knew that there was something I could learn from him. So I think way too much. I hear guys say, well, you know, I don't need to pay for that seminar because I've been wrestling longer than him. That means nothing, guys. It's not, it's not about how long you've been in it. It's about how deep you are in it. How much have you experienced? How much have you, have you been through yourself? You can learn something from people that even have less time in the ring than you. So treat your seminars like job interviews. Go in there open-eared, but happy and excited, ready to learn, ready to show them what you have to offer, and ready to accept what they have to offer for you. So come into any seminar with an open mind, regardless of the years that you have or the person teaching has. Be prepared to learn, and most importantly, pay attention. Learn something. Go into a seminar with a set few amount of questions in your mind. Do a little bit of research on the, pe- on the person doing it. Like I said, the reason I, you know, I heard about this seminar coming locally, I was like, oh, I wonder if I should do that. Quick search, found out the dude had just gotten back from Mexico. I was like, oh, boom, that's all I need to know. Came up with a couple questions I could ask him about Mexico, and that's all I needed. That way, you know, most seminars are going to have an opportunity. Usually there's always an opportunity where the guy says, all right, you know, let's, let's do some Q&A. Anybody got a question? The worst thing, the thing that I hate more than anything is when nobody even attempts to ask a question. Guys, he's there to teach you something, and you got to be there wanting to learn. Walk into these seminars with a little bit of research under your belt. Don't you do a ton? A little bit of research under your belt and a couple questions in mind. Just in case. And somebody else may ask the questions before you. That's fine. But at least you had them ready just in case. Somebody might not, though. So don't, don't lose your opportunity, guys. you got to take it every single time you're out there. All right. So we're still talking about how to progress in the world of pro wrestling, especially if you're feeling stuck. So here's something that we've hit on before, but I really want to dive back into because I don't know that we've talked about it enough on here. Networking. Are you actually networking in the locker room? So this is mainly for active pro wrestlers, but guys who are trying to get into pro wrestling, who I've said in the past should volunteer to help clean up, to tear down the ring, to put up the chairs, all that good stuff before and after the show. You guys can network too, okay? Maybe you need to network to see what company you can help set up the ring for next. You know, get in, get contacts with all these guys. So are you actually networking or are you just there having a good time and partying and you know it's okay I want you to have a good time but I also want you there because this is your career and you're trying to make a business out of it so get contact information there is someone in that locker room that has wrestled somewhere that you have not period that has happened so branch out beyond your immediate area if you're wrestling consistently in one single area and you feel stuck I mean guys do I really have to spell it out for you you've got to step out of your comfort zone Guys get super, super comfortable wrestling in the same place mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and that's great. There's a lot, you know, there was a local company when I was working full time. I loved always being a part of their shows because I knew I could really, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but I could get away with anything. But I never did anything to jeopardize the company, but I knew that I could, I could play with my character and experiment. And then, If it worked, if it didn't work, I could carry that on to maybe another promotion where I was trying to make a name for myself. So if I found out in the company where, you know, all the fans love me, that something didn't work, I could be like, okay, you know, these fans will forgive me because they already love me. They already know me. But now when I go to a new place, I know I don't need to try that again because I don't need to leave a bad taste or a bad first impression on people. So 
it's okay to stick around those local companies as much as your schedule allows, but you should be spending more time trying to get your foot in the door in new companies, even if they feel smaller for some time, if they're, if they're you know, uh, uh, separated from, you know, by a few miles, a few states, who knows, maybe the company even feels smaller than the one you're used to, but I bet you, you can get some contact information there. I bet you, you can network with some people, branch out beyond that immediate area. Um, you can only exist as a big fish in a small pond for a limited time. If you are trying to make big waves in pro wrestling, guys, you got to get out of your comfort zone. When you think networking, think about more than just the performers the booker, the promoter, the referees, even the camera crew, and more will have connections to your next place of work. So be kind, be courteous, be polite to everyone, introduce yourself, get some info, find out where they work, and see if you're needed there as well. So here's the one that Aaron and I came up with a while back. Um, Aaron brought it up to me and I loved it so much, so I'm gonna bring it up again. Can you describe yourself in just a few sentences? What is your elevator pitch for your character? We discussed this recently, and I absolutely love the concept. Can you describe not just your character, but your intentions and your purpose as a wrestler in a few short sentences? This is an incredibly beneficial ability that will help you, ability that will help you sell yourself to promoters and potential employers in wrestling. So if somebody asks you, well, who are you? What do you do as, as a pro wrestler? They're asking about your character. Instead of rambling on and on or maybe scrambling for what you think it is, Give, give them your pitch. What is your pitch? Have that ready to go. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's get them interested in you. Let them know that you've thought about your character. You know what you have to offer. You know what you can establish yourself as, and you're ready to give that information to them. So think about that, guys. What is the elevator pitch for your pro wrestling persona? And if you're in wrestling, that's something you definitely need to develop. And if you're coming up in wrestling, maybe you haven't, Maybe you're just training. Maybe you're just listening to this podcast. Maybe you haven't even thought about the first step of creating a character. That's a great thing to think about of when you're when you're trying to create that character. What's your elevator pitch going to be? What if okay? I want to be this character, right? Maybe you have something in mind. I want to be this. I want to dress like this. And then you think, well, what's my elevator pitch going to be if I dress like that? If I look like that? If I call myself that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I don't really have any room for growth there. Maybe I need to think of a different idea. Or it might be vice versa. You might be like, wow, that lends itself immediately to a great elevator pitch. Phenomenal, guys. Keep that in mind when you're coming up with these things and when you're developing new ideas. Yeah, knowing that elevator pitch or that one-liner, once you understand yourself or your character Mm -hmm. and you're able to explain it simply to someone else, I think it just gets you more business. This is something every profession needs as a strength coach, a personal trainer. Sure. I need, if I meet someone at a party, I mm-hmm. need to be able to say, they say, hey, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I need to be able to tell them what I do in an interesting way yes. to be able to get them to be like, oh man, I should come see you. Or yep. I know a friend who needs your services. Absolutely. I think it's the same thing with the wrestler. If you're able to get that one liner and you say, hey man, you know, this is who I am and this is what I do. It's like, dude, there's this promotion over in Texas. Mm-hmm. They need someone like you. Yes. I think that really lends to be able to help them be able to help you to further your career. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's a great one. I think it is also just going to be infinitely impressive to promoters, bookers, even to me personally, if I were to ask in a locker room of a new young guy and they had a great answer for me that made sense, I'd be like, wow, I love the way that this guy has thought about himself. Yeah. I love that he has a vision for his own character like you know it might maybe we need to tweak it here and there maybe we need to see that he can actually follow through on that but like man i love i just love the idea of having that so so and i've talked to a lot mm-hmm. of wrestlers here you know talk about networking yeah. when i first 
I started going to these shows before we ever started the business. I, I felt like a little bit of an outsider. I'm just a fan. I'm sure. like, oh, I want to go talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. But now that we've been doing this and I've been able to network and get to know him a little bit more, I get to ask them questions yes. yeah. and find out like where are the problems and how can I help them solve right. it. And and this is one where, you know, usually I'll ask the, the same three or four questions, mm-hmm. you know, like where did you start training? How would you get into the business? That yep. kind of stuff. And I would say I've yet to really – from the people I've asked, I haven't asked everyone. Sure. Like, you know, can you explain your character? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, tell me about, you know, uh, uh, your persona and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but that's, and no one's been able to do that real well. Um, I, so I think it's something that definitely will set you apart. Right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Before we move on, I want you to head on over to Facebook and join our private Facebook group. I mentioned that just a little bit earlier. All you got to do is look for our logo, red, white, and blue, at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Join that private group where we do Q&As regularly. We answer questions right here on the podcast that people post in that group. And we just discuss stuff in the group itself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a document that has all those gear makers and stuff. That will be available in the group. So please head on over to Facebook and join our group. All right. Here's something super important that does not get discussed enough at all. Or maybe it does, but it doesn't get broke down enough. So are you studying matches with a performer's eye? How is your tape study going? So we hear a lot in pro wrestling about tape study. Oh, you know, did you watch this match? Did you watch this match? I love the way he did this. I love the way he did that. That's where I stole this move. That's where I got this idea. Tape study, right? We all do it, guys. We're fans. We love wrestling. And at one point, it kind of moves on from just watching as a fan to where you start watching it with more of a critical eye or even an eye for, like, is that something I could try in the ring? Or, ooh, I didn't like the way that works. I don't think I'll ever try that in the ring. Stuff like that. But when I ask somebody to do tape study, when I ask them to watch a match with a critical eye instead of just a fan's eye, how do I express to them how they're supposed to do that? How, How do I actually get them to do that. So here's, here's what I do. So I want you to watch your favorite matches three times, or maybe not your favorite matches, but matches that you specifically are being asked to study by someone, by me, by whoever. I want you to watch them three times. The first time you watch it, I want you to focus solely on the heel, the bad guy. The rule of thumb is that the heel leads a match typically. So can you see his leadership during the match? Is this one of those rare situations where the heel isn't in the lead? If that's true, then why? Why is he not leading the match? Is he the less experienced? Who knows? But I want you to watch the match from the heel's perspective and take a few notes. Just on the heel. Just watching it as the heel, taking notes as the heel in the match. Then, I want you to rewatch that match as the babyface, as the good guy. Is the hero getting the crowd involved with his comebacks and all of his selling? Does the babyface show emotion? Um, is he keeping his face visible at all times? Is he reaching his hand out to the front row, looking to bring them into the match? Check these things. Watch that match from the baby face's perspective and take some notes just from his side of the ring, okay? Or his side of the match. And then the third time you watch the match, I want you to focus entirely on the referee. Now, that's going to be interesting because there's a lot of times the referee is not even on camera, uh, depending on what company you're watching, if it has multiple angles and and zooms, and if it's a high production like WWE or AEW or something, you might not even see the referees sometimes because they're going to be out of the way. That's fine too. But I still want you to watch that match from the perspective of the referee. So watching a talented referee is just as fascinating as watching a talented performer. I want you to notice where they stand and when they actually approach the action. How close do they stay to the wrestlers the entire time? A good wrestler is, is aware of the referee's positioning, but is never concerned 
because a good referee is never in the way. And I want you to watch it though. Watch how he acts. Watch how the wrestlers react to him as well and then how he gives that feedback in turn to the wrestler. So three times. Watch that match once from the bad guy, once from the good guy, and once from the referee. And take notes on each one of those. And I guarantee you, you'll learn something about pretty much every single match that you ever watch from that perspective. I love this, John. I've yep. done this um, when you mentioned it before in one of our other podcasts. Uh-huh. And I've, I, after that episode, I went back and I watched, I think mm-hmm. I was just watching Stone Cold or one of the old guys. I just yeah. watched everything they did. And it was so interesting just to be able to kind of pick, you know, kind of how what they were doing and how they right. were. I, th- I think it was actually the episode, uh, oh man, it was when some kid, it was Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. And some kid came from out of the fans. Oh, really? And... Um, and Shawn Michaels was kind of helping him, and it, yeah. was, it was watching their reaction right, on right, how they right, were doing yeah. everything. Uh, that I just ran, That's randomly the one I picked. Oh, sure. That that's stuff. fascinating. But, it's always fascinating to see that, yeah. Yeah, but this was a uh, – anyway, I love that, that uh, point. Absolutely. Hey, guys. John here jumping in to put a pin in this episode. Aaron and I go on for about another 20 minutes about what to do if you're feeling stuck in the world of professional wrestling, things that'll help you if you are a wrestler, and things that'll help you that you'll know how to avoid if you're becoming a new wrestler. So I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in this episode, call this part one. We'll come back next week with part two because I want you to digest everything that you just heard, okay? I want you to really think about it. I like keeping these episodes short and sweet so you can listen to them quick. Think about them, listen to them. Please head on over to Facebook and join us there. You can discuss all these things in our private group. And we will see you next time. And just like Aaron always says, don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.